This week's parsha, parsha Zachedish, it's called parsha Zachedish because we read on Shabbos the parsha of Zachedish Azelachem Rosh Chadashim that Moshe Rabbeinu two weeks before Yitzchak Mitzrayim told the Jewish people that Hashem gave them their first mitzvah that they have to designate Chodesh Nisan as the beginning of the months of the year, the first of the month of the year. Tishrei still remains the beginning of the year in terms of days. Rosh Hashanah is still in Tishrei. But Nisan will from now on become Rosh Chodeshim. Rishenu Lachem Hashanah is the first of the month of the year. The Rashi says in the beginning of Breshis, Omer Rabbi Yitzchak, the famous Medrish, that the Torah should actually have started from Achidish Azelachem. Why did the Torah start from Breshis Borelachim? Should start from Achidish Azelachem, which is the first mitzvah. Torah is a book of mitzvahs. And the answer the Medrash gives, because they wanted to give Jews ammunition. They should be able to have what to answer to the Goyim who accused them of being thieves because they conquered Eretz Yisrael away from the Shiva Umas, the seven nations. So by telling them the story of creation, they can tell the nations of the world, well, neither of us is really in charge. It's Hashem who created the world and continues to create it every moment. He's in charge of the universe and He decides when He wants to give it to that nation and when, at what point in history, it should be taken away from that nation and given to the other nation, to the Jewish people. So therefore, we're not thieves. It seems a little bit strange that in the question we're suggesting that the Torah doesn't make sense that it should start from Breshis. Breshis is a story about creation. Torah is about mitzvahs. The first mitzvah is So we say, well, Hashem did something very out of the ordinary. He took a book whose designation was mitzvahs and he put something in story there that doesn't really belong there, but because so we have the information what to tell to the goyim. So because of our uh, challenges with the nations of the world, that Hashem changed his Torah, he put into the Torah something which doesn't belong there. Like, like a, a little note, uh, by the way, off the topic, uh, by the way, Jews, you should know what to say to Goyim when they challenge you. What does that have to do with Torah? If it's not part of Torah, it doesn't belong in Torah, then why, why? And the Ramban indeed says that the question when, when the Medrash asks, what does it do? Why is the Torah beginning with Breshis Borakim? The question is not that Breshis Borakim is not important. It's important to know that Hashem is the creator of heaven and earth. It's actually the foundation of our entire tradition. If you don't believe that Hashem is the creator, then there's no Torah mitzvahs. That's not the question. The question is that it's not important. And it doesn't have to be written at all. The point is that it doesn't belong in Torah. Because Torah is a book specifically for mitzvahs. It should be transmitted orally or through a different document. But why is it included in Torah? Which indicates the fact that it's included in Torah that it has something to do with the main purpose and objective of Torah itself. And the question is, why? why is it, what connection does it have with Torah? It's a separate thing. That we have our interactions and our dealings with the Goyim, and we need help, so fine. But why is it written incidentally, sort of, in Torah? There's no incidental thing in Torah. So the answer doesn't really answer the question. Yes, we understand that it's important because it's the side of Emunah. It's also important because it will help us 
answered the Goyim. But so why are you writing in the Torah? Torah is a book of mitzvahs. That was the question. You didn't answer the question. Says the Rebbe, no, that the, the Pshat is like this. We have Tishrei and we have Nisan. Tishrei is the date of creation of the world. The creation of the world marks a time when Hashem concealed Himself and constrained Himself to become a source of creation, of vitality for a world which has constraints of time and space, making sure that the life force that sustains the world should be commensurate to the limitations of the world. That's called the, the dimension of nature, where Hashem puts on a mask and He hides behind the veil of a, um, an energy of nature, a limited energy. That's why it says, Bereshit Elokim. Elokim is tzimtzum, constraints. Nisan is the month of miracles, where Hashem shattered the laws of nature, and revealed and exposed the side of himself which is beyond, infinitely beyond the constraints of nature. Hashem as he is in his limitless self. That's why it's called Nisa, Nais, miracles. These are two separate dimensions of interaction the Hashem has with the world. There's the natural interaction where everything, day in, day out, the sun rises, sun sets, things grow, the rain comes down, everything is just natural and gives off the appearance of being autonomous and an independent mechanism that keeps the world functioning where Hashem is hidden and then there is a whole other dimension where Hashem exposes himself to the world where the world sees with great clarity that Hashem is the one in charge because we see miracles the laws of nature are being shattered now the reason Nisan is the first of our month after we came out of Mitzrayim because this is the beginning of a new era where through Torah Mitzvahs Siyas Mitzrayim was for the purpose of Matan Torah it was the prelude to the giving of the Torah so the Torah is the vehicle through which we introduce Hashem as He transcends the boundaries of creation His holiness, His transcendence is being introduced into the world within the boundaries of creation within the world we take physical finite objects and we make them holy we introduce them to Hashem's transcendent holiness so that sharpens the question why is Breshis written in the Torah if Torah is to introduce this transcendent uh, dimension of God Hashem as he is, is limitless right? the godliness of Hashem as he is unveiled as he's with unrestricted coming into the world revealing himself to the world then what does Breshis have to do with, with the Torah? Then it doesn't belong in the Torah. Breshis is about Hashem as He constrains Himself, as He hides Himself behind a veil of, of nature. So the answer is, says Rashi, it's like Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is a good example for that. The purpose is not that there should remain two separate dimensions. The purpose is that the supernatural dimension, the Nisan dimension, of creation should permeate even the level of nature. That within nature, Jews will feel and recognize that nature itself is really a product of Hashem as He transcends the boundaries of nature. The boundaries of nature are not really autonomous. They're really Hashem Himself 
which is embedding himself within the constraints of nature, giving off the appearance as if nature is its own and independent autonomous uh, mechanism. But the truth is, in nature itself, vibrates Hashem's essence as he transcends any constraints. This is why Breshis Bar Alakim is mentioned in Torah. Because Breshis is sort of creation, the natural dimension, the natural order. But it's written in Torah so, why, so that when it comes to Chodesh Zalachem, Chodesh is Chidush, novelty, innovation, aberration, the, the supernatural, that when we read the Torah, when was Breshis written? After Matan Torah, after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, after Chodesh Zalachem. That means that we are now trying to elevate even the natural world and allow it to become transparent and susceptible to the supernatural dimension of God. That the holiness of Hashem, the transcendence of Hashem, should permeate even the most mundane and most limited aspects of creation. This is what Rashi is talking about the nations of the world. Eretz Yisrael is the epitome of what we try to accomplish in the world. Eretz Yisrael is taking a land of nations that are pagans, Eretz Knan, and transform it into Eretz Yisrael, a holy place. It's the um, epitome of what it is symptomatic of what we do to the entire world, making the entire world like Eretz Yisrael, transforming the the mundaneness of this world into a place for Hashem's, where Hashem can be for Hashem, where Hashem can be revealed. And there will be forces that will resist it because the world is not ready for it. There will be nations that will argue against us. And the Torah says, you need to engage in conversation. Don't ignore them. Make sure that they understand. It resonates with them. Because that is the purpose of Torah. purpose of Torah is that we take even things that are so far from Torah and permeate them and penetrate the light of Torah even in, in, in those remote uh, aspects of creation. That even the nations will realize the truth of Hashem and how Eretz Canaan needs to be transformed into Eretz Yisrael. And that's what Rashi brings to indicate this is why Breshis is written in the beginning. Breshis is the story of creation, the way everything is natural and follows a natural order. But then when Yitzhak Mitzrayim came, and Chodesh Nisan rose to the top, now we're asked to take Breshis Boralekim and put it into the Torah. Because we need the Torah to affect even the dimension of Breshis. And this is the meaning why Rashi says, Rashi is not telling us, oh, Hashem put in Breshis, Derech Agav, so just incidentally it doesn't belong in the Torah, just so that we have what to answer. No, herein lies the whole meaning of Torah. That's what Rashi is saying. It's the beginning of Torah because this is telling us the vision of what Torah is really about. The vision starts in the beginning of the book. You want to know what Torah is about? From Achritish HaZerachem and onwards? I'm giving you the vision now. That, that in that world of concealment and hiddenness, you will reveal the light of Hashem as He transcends all boundaries of creation.